break, what, halfway smoke break or something. You're live. Wow, that was that just happened quick. But <laughs> welcome back. We're to, actually live streaming it. Yeah, we're we're live. No, we're not live streaming, oh, but, but we're we're live. You know, recording and audio, video, everything. <laughs> Can't episode starts it so subtly. I know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, guys. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's a good, good start to episode 12. We were talking a little bit before this, and I wanted to hold off on a couple things because I think this is going to be a really interesting episode <clears throat> just based on your story and what you do and like where you came from and the lessons that you like kind of have. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the, the Associates. Logan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, yeah, episode 12, the Associates, we have the van man on the man with a van we'll keep my name anonymous for now <laughs> should we oh. yeah yeah might as well. okay we'll we'll bleep we'll bleep it out because i said your name oh shit i remember i'm not a big deal but all right we'll figure it out anyway but we're here with van man um yeah this is gonna be a super fun one you have uh we were talking about it like maybe the best story out of anyone and so for you know obviously a lot of the the twitter people that are watching this might know who you are but for the uninitiated for the new crowd yeah so it started on twitter it was really just uh like the, i guess i'll start like why i started living in a van it wasn't really like an adventure lifestyle like most people do it wasn't like to go hiking and shit it was it was like i just saw my life like getting worse and worse and i was getting like lazier and just in a corporate grind really just like not just losing like right out of college i had so much energy i was like i would I could work for 12 hours and not worry about it just trying to to make something work and then that kind of just went away after five or six years and then uh yeah just like i quit my job i had like a decent job and then just bought like a shitty van it was like 1500 bucks on craigslist and then uh yeah just lived in that like the idea was to just not have any home base like not be a homebody and just force myself like if i want to take a shower i want to take a shit i have to go to the gym to do that so it was like a, a wake-up call basically and then while i was just doing that like a couple days into it i just went on Twitter and looked if a uh, man with a van was like available, just made that Twitter account. And then from there it was just like posting about van life, like what I'm doing, how I'm living, where I'm parking or how I'm sleeping, uh, what my family was like thinking of the, at the time. And then, uh, for about a year or two, it was just that just building an audience. Not really like, I didn't really want to build an audience. It was just like fun for me. Like you don't really have yeah, like just shit posting with the fellas. Yeah, exactly. And then it just like turned into this community where like I'm learning so much different stuff. Like, you just like guys like Solbra and like like just changing like my entire diet, which is like what led me to like want, not want to live in a van anymore, just to get a kitchen to like cook again. And then uh, yeah, from there it was like in my van I had like some toothpaste from this company I trusted, and then uh, it was a fluoride toothpaste. So instead of or I was just like pissed that I bought it, I didn't even realize for like three months. So I threw that out and I started using baking soda for a few months. And then uh, from there, I just started, like, adding more and more stuff into it, never, like, thinking I was going to sell it. Just, like, I, I just didn't want to buy toothpaste anymore. And then uh, I started, like, tweeting about, like, oral hygiene and just, like, like just seeing, like, I've never had a cavity in my life, so I feel like I was doing something right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I started tweeting about that. And then just, like, my recipe and a few people asked. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make this into a brand. And then I saw those guys on Kill Crew just, like, I joined their group and saw them, like, build this – this brand from zero to just like, yeah, yeah, with the shorts right now, they just blew it up. And it just, it was like a whole paradigm shift. Like this is actually possible from these Twitter dudes that are shit posting all day as well. Like, just like me, like, why can't I go market the same type of thing with the same type of strategy? And, uh, yeah, just started doing that. And one of my buddies, I was just going to do like an that organic. Was, that was 2020. That was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started April, 2021 was like the first day I sold it. So it was like around then. And then, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was like a paradigm shift. I, I, was, I just knew it was like possible at that point. So then I was like, I have to just go get it. Like it, was, it, was, it wasn't a matter of like whether I could do it or not. And then uh, I was just going to do some organic brand, like organic naturals or something, some like, like stupid brand. Or I don't know if it would be stupid or not. But then my buddy's like, why don't you combine it with your Van Man Twitter account? And I was just like, this is like exactly what I want. Like my mind just exploded. Like I'm thinking of like a Burt's Bees, like, like a new just a new thing that just does it right. Like we have all this information on Twitter. I just wanted to sort of like gather all that information and produce something that, that adheres to those standards basically with glass and with natural ingredients without having like huge business in there and like, yeah, just subbing all the ingredients out for trash. And then, um, 
Yeah, from the tooth powder, we just released that. I thought I still had a job at the time. It was like uh, not a great job, but it was like I thought I'd like supplement my income a bit and just like sell. So, so I have a question about that. When you decided, okay, I'm going to live in a van, were you still working? You still had that yeah, yeah. same job? Yeah, when I did that, I had like a just like this consulting job, accounting. So I was a CPA um, accountant before that. Um, oh, I remember this, yes. Yeah, so I was just like uh, – I had like a good job. I get paid like 105K. So I, was, I was like in my – van making that so i had no money like i had no rent or anything nothing so it was just like pulling in just tons of cash not even to spend any of it and uh yeah that, that was pretty much it got it's you super interesting because i feel like when people you know if you tell people like oh i'm gonna live in a van and not it's not like some adventurous thing but literally just like a wake-up call you know just like get myself out of the house like i think people would automatically assume like Oh, he's not doing anything, but like yeah. still, you know, still clearing six figure a year. That's like, that's oh, yeah. dope. Yeah. My family, like try to go in like a family party, like living in a van. Like my family thought I was on drugs. Like they, <laughs> like they did not, they, like they were just like, what are you doing? Like, and, and how did you overcome that? I don't know if the right word is peer pressure, but how'd you overcome those thoughts of like your, your loved ones, your, maybe your parents, I don't know who it yeah. was exactly, but they're like, what, what is he doing? Right. Like, yeah. They're, they're just, they're like, just like breathing down your neck all the time. Yeah. Trying to force their opinion on you. How did you overcome that and stick with what you're doing? Cause that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I think it was like the community on Twitter. It was like seeing like, I'm doing something right on here and everybody knows that. And like, like getting a lot of support from like people I don't even know. And then people I do know my whole life just kind of think like, what is, what is this guy doing? Like, cause I had like this, like right out of college, I had like this incredible job. Like I quit my uh, public accounting job, started this tech company. We raised like $8 million. We had like all these celebrity investors. I was the CFO of the company. We raised to 40, 40 employees. And then we just went to zero. So I was like bankrupt from like a million in stock to just zero. So like they, I think they just thought I was like going off the deep end. I was just like, like gotcha. just, yeah, just kind of like all like just off the rails. And they're just like, oh my God, here we go again. Like just from bankrupt to now living in a van. So like what's next? Like, is it going to be like heroin or like what is it gonna be <laughs> yeah i remember like i had like a little bag of like i think i bought like some weed gummies or something and there was like these little sugar leftovers and i had this little bag in my house my mom like pulls out she's like what is this she like thinks it's like crack or something like she thinks i'm like <laughs> like oh my god like i gotta fix this and i just like i knew i would and like i knew it would eventually like i didn't know it would come full circle like with the van like the whole yeah. van Thing, but yeah, eventually like, it came so full circle are you still living in a van no no i actually live a couple blocks from here and, right? and what was that decision uh, it was really like watching all these people like cook all these like incredible meals because I was before like when I was in the van I didn't even know about seed oils I didn't know about any of that so I was eating at Chipotle or like getting rotisserie chickens and just eating those like so my diet was like I thought it was good I was eating meat I was like I was doing everything I thought was right and then just seeing like all these like nice meals basically like I, I was like I want to cook again so bad like I want to like walk around my house again because it was just there's like nowhere to walk around. Like you either have to go outside and walk around or you just like lay in the van or something. So it just kind of got like, it just ran its course basically. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely nice to have like a home base. And just yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that so much more now. Like I go cook up a steak. Like, seen, like we've been traveling for the past week and a half or whatever. And like not, there's no wifi here. This happens and it's just a big pain in the ass. Or when I was traveling more heavily, I, I didn't have a, long-term address was just like airbnb and i was in south America. you lose so much momentum too yeah, like, yeah. It's just if like, you pull any momentum it, it just, just goes sucks out the window to not have your space that's just and, yours. and i think another thing is like okay you're traveling you got to make sure your your place is set up you can get in your airbnb whatever you need to make sure you have food whatever when you have your home base like that that's pretty much taken care of yeah and you can get right to work or do whatever you got to do yeah and it's just like an extra step like you have to survive first and they say like when you sleep in your like familiar area like you're like half your brain shuts off too it's like if you're in a hotel or something like half your brain is like this is a, not a familiar area i can't go to sleep here fully i can't fully relax so i think that's like a part of it too like if you're just traveling all the time you're not really getting like even if you're getting eight hours you're not getting for sure the same quality I, that home base is like i have mess, i have a question one more question about like the van life and then i want to dive into more of the company and the business because that's super interesting yeah. i could talk about that stuff all day but when you were traveling so i'm curious where you grew up like where your kind of like home base was yeah and then where you went in the van and like how you traveled? Did you go across the country? Like, what did you, what did you do exactly? Yeah, so I grew up in the Midwest, like Chicagoland area, and then uh, I went to New York for that tech startup for a few years. That just went bust, and then got a new startup in Indiana. So I moved to Indiana. I was like, Indianapolis um, okay. area. So I, I had my van like there. It wasn't like this like beautiful lifestyle like everybody's got on these like these internet van people. It was like suburban camping basically. I found like an apartment complex that I could go in. 
that nobody would bother me, no permit or anything, and I would just park there like a normal car, just had everything like blocked off, and then, uh, yeah, so I didn't travel like, the best thing about like traveling though, like I would go to the airport or something, I wouldn't like drive cross, cross country or anything, but... Like when you when somebody asks you like do you want to go do something or you want to go somewhere you don't have to like think like what stuff do I need to grab like you just all that's in your van so you just drive and then you just go <laughs> that was like the cool like it just felt like so free and like somebody was like oh come over for this like all right like I got I I don't even have to ch- I got, if I if I want to change I could go change but I I could change in their driveway like it doesn't matter so that was like the biggest kind of like I don't know, just. It just felt so free. Like, I could just do anything. I didn't have to, like, before if somebody asked you, like, oh, maybe I'm, like, watching the show right now. I'm, like, about to eat. It was just, no, I just start the car and go. And you, I was there. Do you miss it at all? Yeah, I, I want to do it back again. I want to do it, like, the right way. Because this van was, like, kind of shitty. So I yeah. want to get, like, a full-out sprinter. Like, yeah, like, really do it right. That'd be fire. Yeah, and then, like, I, I don't know. If, I need to have a kitchen, though. Like, I just love cooking now. Like, I'm just eating, like, home-cooked meals. It doesn't have to be me cooking I, it. But. I feel like there's a really interesting a really interesting correlation there between like, you know, Nick asked you, how did you deal with kind of the, the pressure? And it, for me, it definitely is very relatable in terms of like, you know, leaving college and leaving my hometown and doing that. Like there's an interesting thing that I think all of these people that we're friends with or that we talk to that kind of take the plunge and do the entrepreneurship's kind of stuff. Not that any of us are this big, you know, giga entrepreneur or whatever, but we're working on it and progressing. Yeah, time. Um, but I think that the big like corollary there that everybody shares is there's like, before any of it even makes sense, everybody wants that freedom that you're kind of yeah. chasing. And I, I also think the, the other common denominator is everyone thinks that they're, it's absolutely going to happen. Like you, you said to yourself, you're, you're on Twitter, you see the other guys that are, absolutely crushing it you're like okay the only thing i need to do is put in the work yeah and it's going to happen regardless there's just an absolute undying belief that it will happen he can do and that's it, the so only way too. yeah and that's the only way it happens because the people that are like ah you know my you know whatever they're not going to put their full effort in because they just don't believe it's like possible yeah 100 percent. and that like pushes you back like you have those times where things just aren't working out that well but you like know they've talked about like their dark time not dark times but like just times that their business struggled or they're trying to get something through and like having those people that have done that before because just like my hometown nobody's really trying to start a business everybody's trying to get that nice cushy job they're trying to be like nope. they're, they're trying to just work they're trying to get the best high pay, highest paying job for the least possible and work. there's nothing like necessarily wrong with that no I think not it's, at all I think it's yeah. okay like we employ people right but i just like some of us are made a little bit differently i guess yeah I think we, so. don't, we don't want that it's very, like to me the the discrepancy is do you value your own time freedom or do you value your safety and comfort and security? Like, yeah. it's just, where do you fall on that spectrum? And what, what do you value wrong. more? Cause I value both, but like, I think it's what, what you value more. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like, I think wall street playboys, like the old school guys, like they kind of like set it up for me where I was like, you either need to get equity in something, you need to build something, you need to sell something where you get a commission. And then I was in an accounting job making X amount of dollars. If I did my job 110%, I would make X amount of dollars. I right. might get a holiday bonus or something. You can't increase your income. Yeah, there's nothing like, so just getting like, so if you want to have a job or you like, you need a job, you got to get into one of those things or you got to like be working on something on the side. I think if you want to get f- like true freedom. For sure. Yeah. So you have the accounting job, you're doing like 100K a year, which is like a New York City's like salary, right? But you live yeah. in your van. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you have no expenses. And the e com stuff starts happening and the brand starts happening yeah and you see it on twitter so and, and you push it through twitter what does that look like and when do you start to realize i'm gonna quit my job like i'm going full all like all my time is gonna go to this yeah. brand like first i because i joined that e-com group and i had a couple e-com failures before that so like one of them was um like these trump cards i had it was just like a video of trump and then there's a qr code a qr code so you'd scan it and like the video would come up with like a reel of him. So I sold like 500 bucks of those. I was like, this is just like too much work. I'm making like zero dollars. And then I tried selling like these, like I tried this company called Spiffy Sniffy. It was like basically <laughs> fancy cocaine products. Like I'm not a Coke user. I'm not a fan, but I knew people who had money. Like they, they want to buy this Fancy cocaine products? Like yeah. what is that? Like, so like? it was like a, like a gold spoon, like a nice mirror. <laughs> it was like a, I had this, it was like the signature product, like this vacuum cleaner, this metal vacuum cleaner. I call it the Swiffer Sniffer. And like, I, I advertised on Facebook. I was crushing. I had like a 10 row as I made like 2000 bucks in like, like two days or something. I'm like, holy shit. Like, 
this is good. I'm going to retire yeah. off this. Like, and then Facebook shuts me down. Like Instagram uh, shuts it down. And then it was funny. done. Like, Did they I, give a reason? Because it was like drug paraphernalia? Yeah, like, I got reported by so many people because I was just arguing with them in the comments. But, <laughs> yeah, it was, that's like, that, fucking that, hilarious. That first like internet money, like you wake up and you see five Shopify notifications and I'm just like... It's what? funny. We just had the same conversation with Nate yeah. like two episodes ago. Yeah. And it's so true. Super interesting. He mentioned Wall Street Playboys. Too. Yeah. It, those like, guys are like paradigm shifted. Like they set a trend and I think the Colty Bra and the Kill Crew guys, Dichie sent... Another trend of just building a brand. 100%. Wow. Yeah, there was those, like, two failures. But then, like, once you get that taste of, like, money while you sleep, like, that internet money, and that was dropshipping, too, so, like, I didn't even have to make the product. So, it was, like, there are easier ways to make money than, than going yeah. to work every day, putting in a 401k. And I've never been, like, a guy that, like, because I ran the numbers. I was an accountant. I'd be like, if I make this much, this much money each year uh, and I spend this much money, this is what I'm going to have in 20 years. And then I was like, my biggest expense is rent. So if I cut rent out with my van, then I could have this much. So like I did that, but then I'm, I'm just like, all right, that goes from 20 years to 15 years. Is that I don't want to do that. Like I need to do something different. So from there, it was like I tried a, a clothing brand, just like a, an acro yoga clothing brand, just like testing it, just some like uh, mock-ups. And then that, that didn't go too well. And then uh, the toothpaste, I just tweeted about it a few times and then finally released it. Uh, and then just got like five retweets from like Solbra, from Calicrates, just these huge accounts. Sold like a hundred in like two, 20 minutes. Or How'd something. you come up with the recipe? Like, how'd you start making it? Yeah, it was uh, like at first I was just brushing with baking soda, but if you've ever brushed with baking soda, it's like super salty yep. and like not, not nice. And then uh, I was starting to read about like bentonite clay, and then clay is just like fantastic, it's like volcanic ash basically. And then using that, and then like I had some calcium powder in there. And then just looking at different recipes online, like there's so much information on these mommy blogs. Like they they care <laughs> so much about their kids, they just don't connect. Like I could sell this to everybody. Like they just don't connect that, I guess. But there's just a wealth of information, I and mean, you could, you could learn so much stuff from those. And then just Twitter too. But uh, yeah, adding adding the the clay, and then some charcoal, and some salt, and then like the the aha moment. Like I was I was looking on Twitter. Um, and it was like about eggshells and like Arnold Schwarzenegger had that video where he pops the eggshell and his protein shake. I was like, like, that's probably the best source of calcium you could get. So then I, I started looking for eggshell toothpaste and there was not, nothing. And then I look up these eggshell studies and it shows like eggshells, reverse cavities. Like they're, they're just like incredible for your teeth. It's like the exact same makeup as your teeth, all the minerals you need. I'm like, all right, this is incredible. So I just need to find eggshell powder. Try the eggshell powder. And I was like, this is like a product. Like nobody else makes this. I love it. It's a little bit like hardcore, like the tooth powder is like definitely not like, like minty and sweet. But I love it. Yeah, I, I just don't it's think you best. need that for. Dude, you get done brushing your teeth with the tooth powder, and it's just like, damn, my mouth's never been this. It clean feel like ever. that's what it was like. It feels like a dentist. Yeah. And then like from there, I was like, all right, this is good. But and then the the review that like set it off was people were having dreams again, like from this tooth powder. I was like, this is like, insane. Because I was like anti fluoride for sure. I was having dreams, but like. Seeing other people like I haven't dreamt, I haven't dreamt in ten years, and now they're having these vivid dreams. Like just three days after using it, I'm like there's something here. Like whether it's minerals or not fluoride, I don't know what it is, but like that's that's kind of why I call it like the miracle tooth powder because yeah. like it just blew my mind at that point. Like this is insane. It's it's super interesting to me. Uh, I think that a lot of I know it was true for me when I started pursuing like some way to hustle or make money or whatever, and I think it's true for Nick and just a lot of people I've talked to. Um, they, they always start these little things and like, maybe it works a little bit and gives them like a glimmer of hope. But I feel like the people that succeed with this stuff, it always kind of ties back into what they are naturally kind of drawn to or interested in. And I think that's a huge distinguisher between like whether or not something's going to work. Cause like when you pursue, I know for me and other people I've talked to, like when I was pursuing these little, like you know, the e-com stores I had that just like, even if they were making some money, like just didn't really give a shit about it. Like yeah. Yeah. I had no passion, not that you need passion. I think, I think there's, it's important to distinguish between like passion and excitement. Yeah. I think because like, okay, pa you could be passionate about something, but you're not going to make money from it. Yeah, for sure. But it was, it was more so like I genuinely cared about what I was doing. Yes. Like and, you're excited. And, you and everything that I've genuinely cared about has done relatively well. That's what changed but, it for me, for but, sure. But the things that I didn't, it was just like, oh, yeah, I make a little bit of money maybe, or it just sucks and I quit it. But if you genuinely care about it's more what, authentic. I think yeah, people, people like eat that, that energy out. sort of just resonates it, through and everything. I, I also think you just become obsessed with it and you don't even realize you're working on it because it's so much fun to work on. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. It just happens. Anymore. It just yeah. happens. And like, 
the things that you, it feels like you're working on, you're naturally just not going to work as hard on them because it just becomes a, a kind of a drain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's I mean? kind of like that Acro Yoga brand. Like I wasn't into it, but I thought my friend was like a coach in it, so I was like, I'm gonna help him build this brand. But it wasn't something I like to do, so yeah. I just I was like, people that like this will like to buy this. But so I was so far removed from the product that I couldn't deliver marketing. Yeah. But now like this, these products are all designed for me to use. I use every single one every day. And it was, it's just so easy to market that when you love the product, like it's, it's night and day just trying like, I'm like, maybe someone will buy this sweatshirt. Maybe not like this stuff. I'm like, I love this stuff. I would buy it. So why, why won't you? And when you have that natural conviction, you're going to go so much harder just in like, it's easy to be like, Hey, you need this because you mean it. Yeah, exactly. People can, people can really feel. And, and the reviews start rolling in, and then that I, just started, like, snowballing. Like, this really is something, and then, yeah, that just gives you more and more about energy. Well, there's a lot with training salespeople. Mm-hmm. Our salespeople, other salespeople for clients or whatever, or some of our, you know, people in our coaching that selling for the first time is that natural conviction of this actually works, and I believe in it, and you absolutely need this, and this will fix your situation. It just works. Mm-hmm. It just works. It makes the product actually sell. It changes everything, yeah, when you have that, that real conviction. I think people just can read that, like, subconsciously sure. they know when a person's lying like most i think people like could just yeah feel that authenticity and i think it's super cool too that you are doing what you're doing and and all of everyone in our kind of sphere is like taking this you know what five years ago would be considered this like fringe radical mommy blogger extremism <laughs> um and and turning that into something that like it it feels like we're at war, you know. With yeah, like this that's what mo- I always say. This monolithic conspiracy of evil, and every like you know, the Van Man Company is taking down <laughs> yeah. Nick Clorox, who doesn't give a shit about your teeth. They don't care about your health. Yeah. Um, and it's really like I love that. That's just kind of like against the grain, like fuck the system. Yeah. We brush our teeth with tooth powder, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's why I always say like we are at war. Like I think. Like that Twitter, that Twitter dude, Michael Porfirio, a long time ago, was kind of like the, kind of like the godfather of like the space almost, mm-hmm. where he was just like deep soy is doing all this, he's ruining everything. Like deep soy, like I, I thought at first was just soy, like soybeans, whatever, tofu, don't eat that. And then I like five years ago or so, I like pull a can of tuna and it's got soy in the tuna, like it's tuna water and it has soy in there. Why on earth would there be soy in there? It's not a preservative. It's it's nothing. So why would it say that? And that was just like the, then I started looking at all these ingredient labels and it was just like, what are they doing? Like they're either so incompetent that they're doing it for, to make more money because it's cheaper or they're like just literally trying to depopulate or just what, like what do you make think people it sterile. Is? Because we, I've, I've asked a couple yeah. people this. Um, I, like, I like Lobo's theory that it's just like a giant DMV and they just don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's like, <laughs> they just don't they're know. Just like, yeah, the government subsidizes soybeans. So soybean oil is cheaper. So they use it. They use like, I don't know who, like, I think a couple people could be behind. Like, I don't know. The way, the way I view it is the, the, at the very top, they make the decision of like, okay, we're going to put this in because X, Y, and Z. Profit. They, right, profit, right? But then they don't really give that reasoning to the, the lower level. So they just people that kind of run things and they just kind of just go along with it, whatever. And the conspiracy probably like comes from the top, but at the bottom, they're just being told what to do, how yeah. to do it. So it could be a combination of job, both where whatever. it's just incompetence, like, and they don't really care. And, yes, and, and then at the top, they actually are driving like the sheep to the Yeah, that, that's kind of how I view it. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's kind of, it's hard to say because like, I don't want to be like a tinfoil hat, but like some of the stuff is just unbelievable. Like when you watch, like when you I watch love what conspiracy happens. Theory. Yeah, like, I, I love talking about it. It's just like when you're like a guy with a van that also talks conspiracy, just like you lose so much credibility so where, where like, did some of this stuff is so fucked up like i don't know where did that like come from you said you start reading the labels but did you ever get into any of the other stuff like maybe the more political side yeah that, that type of thing because i was like at that tech startup was a news company so it was, it was called uh fresco news it was like basically uber for news so we would try to get uh like a new like a local new tv news station they would we would put an event on a map and then anybody with our app would go to the scene and take videos of it so that was like 2016 which was like election year so that was like all the wikileaks stuff started coming out and i'm in new york so i'm one person out of 40 every single 39 of them are all like hardcore liberal new yorkers and i'm this one person like oh i like Rand paul and they're just like they start thinking i'm like a demon for liking Rand paul <laughs> and i was like this is Rand paul like i'm not even saying trump right now like, i'm saying Rand paul and he's just like a conservative guy. And like, I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, why do these people think I'm such a like bad person for liking Rand Paul? 
And then I think like, they're mentally deranged. Is yeah, like, they're just malnourished or something. I don't know. Like that's what I always say. People just, that disagree are just malnourished. Or malnourished, something. mentally deranged. They're too much fluoride. Something, yeah, something's going on. The health there's stuff though there. really is the gateway towards just actually yeah. utilizing logic and intuition and. And then self improvement like leads you to the health stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying to improve yourself, you're just looking for solutions, and then it's, it's like really, a discovery process. Yeah, it's, it is. Like it, it's over years it's, and years. It's crazy. Like the the ideologies really become like eugenic or dysgenic. Like you either depending on what you think will lead you to the actions that are either going to foster you growing into a healthy, happy, well-adjusted person, or just going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Just kind of cool. I kind of like it like that. It's like, <laughs> and it's it's very interesting that. I feel like there's two paths that people can take on the extreme, right? They can take the path that we've taken, where it's like, okay, discover these things, fix these things, whatever. Or it's the path of, I'm going to vape, I'm going to do antidepressants, I'm going to just be miserable all the time, I'm going to get all these prescriptions, and these are going to fix me, right? And then they just cloud themselves in this brain fog of whatever, and then they're mentally deranged. Yeah, then it (laughs) becomes mentally deranged after that. Just the stats on people that use SSRIs are just mind-blowing, like... I saw this tweet the other day. It was like, oh, you finally discovered a chemical imbalance because you had to manage your own time. And it was like, these people like finally are on their own. Like, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. Like, I'm anxious. Yeah, because you have to do stuff. Like, you have to go take <laughs> care of your house. Like, you should be anxious. Like, your garbage is full. Go take it out. Like, that's why you're anxious. Like, you need to go do these things and like take care of like business. And like, instead, they scroll TikTok from their bed all day. Yeah, and that's easy to do. Like, like oh, I'll put it off for tomorrow. And then like, you go through that and it's fun in the moment. Like, TikTok got you. Damn, know, like, you know what the worst so part is? These people don't contribute anything to society. They don't do anything. Oh, yeah. maybe they have a job or they're still 30 living at their parents, whatever. And they're just like, I just don't get it sometimes. Yeah. I think it's, it's big. <laughs> I can rant about that really. all day, but yeah, yeah it's big pharma. It's, it's fucked up. <laughs> Most people always show up in the comments like, Oh, this shit is terrible for Those you. Those are the ones in our TikTok comments right now. Oh, they, I hope they're TikTok watching is, this. I hope, I hope Presley clips this one. <laughs> TikTok is just like, Twitter's like the highest IQ platform, I think. And then like Instagram is just somewhere in the middle. And then TikTok is just, like, but it's also like the most wealth of information. If you want to learn something quick, you search on TikTok. You could find a great yeah. video that teaches you faster than Google. For Absolutely. Sure. And so, good and bad. you know, it's kind of uh, we've highlighted the negatives. I want to move back into the. Yeah, I, wanna, I really <laughs> want to go back to the the point of like when you realize it's like you're ready to quit your job. Yeah. So this was like, uh, I think I was making like, 10k in sales a month. So it was really like only like a grand or two in profit, and then. Uh, I just like I hated my job. Like, I was I was like I, I went from CFO to controller to a consultant to like staff accountant. So like my resume is backwards. Why? Because so, I was I had this like a startup background. So nobody wants to hire like somebody as a CFO of a startup. Like I wasn't a real CFO. It was like I we grew to 40 employees and I just like, made myself CFO. So it wasn't like it was so hard to get a job. Like I, I probably interviewed like 30 times. Finally get like another one. Finally get another one. But it just was backwards. Like it was just just totally backwards. And then uh, as soon as like. I was just processing like emails. I was like looking at emails, like processing a receipt for $5. Like this is, I'll just pay the $5. I don't have to process it. Like I hated it. So then I was making like two grand. I was like, this is, this is enough. Like I, I'm just, I know it's going to work at, at that point. Like I knew, I knew it was going to work. I knew the brand. Like I knew the, like I've, I've been to these, like a few e-com things. Like I just knew like the thing you want with e-com is you want, you want a small group of passionate people about your product basically. Yep. So they're, they're the evangelists. And like, once I started getting the reviews and getting these unsolicited tweets from people with 50,000 followers, like this stuff works, this stuff's great. Like, I didn't even pay for this. Like, this is unbelievable. Like yeah. they really were evangelists. And it's like, then I just knew that from all the, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would have known that without being in that Twitter community though. It might've been a little too scared to take the plunge, but yeah, just seeing like what, what it takes to build a business, what comes first, what comes next. And then seeing that happen, for the Van Man stuff, it was just like this. I know it's gonna happen. If I release another product, I just gotta well, I just gotta think these products out well, and then they'll hit. Yeah, I know for me, like seeing your stuff, I always like just loved supporting the Van Man company. Not not only because it's good and I like the product, but it's just uh, it's really cool when people can also like transmute this ideology into like physical economy yeah you know and it's, it's like uh, knowing your butcher basically exactly like, yeah, yeah. Kind like of... bringing it back keeping stuff in the family uh and having that that physical presence in the world i think is super important something that i would want to do more of as as things keep growing is have that sort of like physical presence in the world but so what's like where do you think Van Man goes, you know, maybe a year from now or what's the vision? Yeah. So I want to take like everything. Like I always say, I'm going to take everything back. Like I feel like everything was stolen from us. Like we had these products 
that were good. And then these companies like the founders of Colgate and they're all dead a hundred years ago. So like they, they've just been stolen from us and they've like cleaning products. Those when, have been did stolen. It, when did it start changing? Do you think? Uh, it's probably like the invention of seed oil. It was like, it was like 1940s or something. I forget the years, but it was really just that. I think like just started malnourishing people. They started making like cheap products and I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like the advent of that. Like I think people hammer seed oil so much, but it's, nobody knows about it still like if you go off the internet like nobody has any idea that all the restaurants use these poison oils all the food you eat like it's just it's so like rampant everywhere it's horrible i forget what i was saying but (laughs) we were i was talking we were asking about the the vision for oh yeah yeah. for van man uh so yeah i want to do like next up like on the short terms like soap and then deodorant and then uh i want to do like dish soap laundry detergent uh cleaning products I want to do like a Van Man candy bar. Like I want everything. Like whether it's like, I always say like if somebody has another idea, like for like I, I was talking to a guy who's making candles out of beeswax, and I was like, if you can make good candles, then I don't have to make them anymore. Like it's not like a, I almost see it like how Elon sees the electric cars. He would always say like, if if people make more electric cars, that's good for all of electric cars. Like I don't really like electric cars, but his his vision of that, like it's it's not really competition when we're like growing the space of people being aware of what's yeah. in their product like there's all these pop-up tallow companies now that are like selling these tallow bombs like people are like oh my god how pissed are you like i'm not pissed like I, it's we need more of this like i'd rather have everybody not be poisoned and we can just take down these giant conglomerates and make billions of dollars and we could all have some of that it's like it's they just don't deserve any of it can you talk a little bit about the, like the numbers that you're doing uh that, yeah because so, you were doing what 10k a month and now I saw on Twitter you at like you hit like 100k. Yeah. Like, so that like, was, what we did went, that progression look like? It was like the first three months or so. We did like 15 grand in those first three months, and that was like April of 2021. And then the next three months was probably like 40k or something. And then Black Friday was like I've never seen anything like that. Like we just did 25% off, and it was like 50 grand over the weekend. And then like that month was like 80 grand, which was like blew out. I think our highest month before that was like 25. And then it took us like three months to fall those orders. Like we were so backed up. We ran out of jars, we ran out of tallow. Like it was a nightmare like in the beginning. And then we finally like got through that. And then like sales started coming back like organically. I think we lost a ton of customers from that. But um, then like first quarter of 2022, it was like probably like 150. And then now we're doing like anywhere from like 90 to 120 a month. And then we're trying it's to incredible scale growth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been like a, just absolute dream come true. And, like, and you're you're making these products yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. What is that like? Is that super stressful? Is that yeah. Like, is that the bulk of and your? What do time? the margins look like on that compared to uh, if you went to a factory? I'm yeah, it's like it's like 80 percent ish. Yeah, but I mean, not factoring labor, so I don't cost myself labor. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like depends on that. How much time a day do you think you spend making this stuff, or do you do you, do you do it in batches, or what does that look like? Yeah, it's like batches. So I make like batches of forty tallows, and we've sold like twenty thousand tallows at this point. So, and it takes like eight hours to make a batch. So it's like a long it's a long process. It's wow. not just melt it down, pour it in. It's like melt it down, add the honey so it doesn't pasteurize, whip it, and then spoon it in whip by it. hand. <laughs> and then spoon it in by hand to these jars. It's like my hand's like cramping up. Like, but I mean, I, I'm not like a consistent type. Like I don't do like three hours a day, three hours a day, three hours a day. I do like zero, 12, zero, 15, five. Like I, I'm just haphazard about it. Like I, that's why I've just always, like I'm not good at corporate jobs. Like I, I would always be late. I would never be on time for meetings. I just couldn't do that. So I just, I couldn't say like, I'm I think that's an aristocratic trait. Yeah. Personally. Just, I just do things that I need to like, feel like I run on need your to do time. Them. Yeah. And I think that's how, how all humans like should operate, but we're just kind of in this like nine to five, like five o'clock time to go home. It's, it's so interesting to me to see how I remember when I first got on Twitter and just then the pandemic and like just seeing this like small little niche community of functioning schizo holistic <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know how you describe it. A little uh, schizo, yeah. <laughs> and, but just seeing it now and, and seeing everyone grow in their own way over the past two years and, like, seeing now, like, there's there's not a lot of competition either because people don't think that way. And, like, the the small group, like, they have, like, the PayPal mafia. I think there's going to be, like, the, oh, yeah. I think the so. Twitter game Quite a few mafia in, mean. like, 10 years. Yeah. It's going to be scary to see how much everybody has just like progressed and grown these things. And, and you're right about the competition thing. Like we're not, none of us are competing against 
each other. We're competing against. There's such a huge pie to take the big, from. Yeah, the yeah. big box corporations who like, it's so funny to me when I hear people like hate on stuff like this. Like, Oh, he's doing this. It's like, dude, would you rather give that money to fucking yeah, it's like, Clorox? It's, it's who us you, versus them. Who literally not... wants your family like to die yeah. at 60. Yeah. And, and the, they they're like a worst case. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah. The, the hate on Twitter. I just don't get it. Like people just get into these like, where they just start hating the people that are in their community. It's like, it's, it's, I, I always think it's like us versus them. Like, yeah. it's, like it's at war. Like these companies are, they're You're infighting sold. with people who you agree on 99.5% uh, yeah, of the topics. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the like, yeah, like the left just like, can't really ever like you 99% is there. Like we all want to be like healthy, thriving people, but you like this person, you're a dot, like you're a devil. It's just like, that's just, you can't have new, like this, just don't nuance. I don't, I don't know. It's they, I, I think they, they may have good intentions, but they're very misguided. Yeah, I think most people do have good intentions for sure. And it's just, yeah, how they go about them, I guess. But I think it starts with the, the, the health stuff. You yeah, know? I mean, malnourishment. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's, right it's a really, like, true thing if you're inflamed all the time and you're, you know, eating things that just – it fucks with your brain and your digestion and all these things, and it just – echoes through your entire life like yeah i mean if you ever go two days without good sleep and then you're eating out like two days in a row like i'm like i can get pissed off and like that that's like, me I, right I, now but <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna keep pushing yeah, but yeah i like i notice that now where like i'll just get like 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 just bitchy almost like when you just don't when you're not healthy it's like yeah now i see that and if you just extrapolate that over three to four years of that lifestyle like you're just gonna be a bitch like you're yeah, a little like, bit like, ink. W- w- on the off chance, once in a while, I have some fast food. Yeah, like, like you gotta be human, and, I think, for sure. But I just, yeah, of course. But we'll just like, we'll just like, you can feel it. You can oh, feel yeah. like the inflammation. You can feel. Dude, I feel so just, inflamed right now. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys eat? But well, no, I've just been like drinking for the past yeah. week, basically, <laughs> and having fun. It's been good. Um, but yeah, it's it's and then, visceral. And then you realize people do that every day, yeah, just day non-stop. in, day out, and it's like. It's like how are you surviving? Like, I get why the human body is incredible. Yeah. I get why we have an obesity problem in America now. Like, yeah, just like, cause when you are tired, then you reach for that shitty food too. And then like you reach for that shitty food and just, yeah. it's just momentum basically. And that, yeah, that malnourishment, like the, the low cholesterol or the high cholesterol movement, like that with just the couple with like eggs are bad. I mean, cholesterol like is your brain. Your brain's like most of the cholesterol, are, like, 20 something percent is in your, your brain. hormones. Yeah. Your hormones like aren't thriving. Like it's just, that's why I, I just came to the conclusion. Like these people are just malnourished. And Did I, you, that's why I don't argue were you them. into, so at what, like where in the stage of like van man to quitting your job to building the brand, like where in that progression, did you really get serious about the, cause you mentioned you were eating like fast food in the van. When did the, was the health kick? It was obviously before the brand, but when did yeah. that start? Uh, probably like right when I got out of the van, which was like end of 2020. And that was like, just kind of figuring out, like seeing like PD Mangan like that, like mm-hmm. I forget how to say yeah. his name, but yeah, he was just kind of posting all this stuff and like seed oils and, and, uh, yeah, it was kind of like around then, probably like six months before I started the thing. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was just night and day. Like, like you just don't get inflammation, you know, you're not like cramped up in the insides, like. And then you just feel so much more relaxed. Like, I don't know. I think you're just getting proper supply to your brain, I guess. For sure. Um, question that I have. You say the long-term vision is owning everything. Yeah. A piece of everything. Taking down Clorox. <laughs> uh, but would you ever sell the company? Is that something that, like, you have a I, vision I, for? I thought, like, initially, like, that, that was kind of like the game. Like, you make a big business and then you exit. But, like, I just realized, like, I don't need... I don't need to like ever have that exit. I, w- I kind of want to see this thing as like a family heirloom and just keep passing it down. Cause I started to realize like those, those guys that, that did the kill crew, like they started talking about lifetime value and to think of your customers like a lifetime partner almost. And that's how you build these brands. So like giving out like refunds or like just, just really good customer service. And then I just sort of like start thinking like this recipe could last thousands of years. Like if things don't go bad, like, this brand could literally be like, like Colgate started in the 1800s and people still brush with Colgate. Yeah. I, 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 then I started thinking about that and I, I just have, I have no interest. Like, obviously like I want to take care of my family and stuff, but I think I could do that with like cash flows from a good business rather than like a big exit. And I, cool. I feel like I would just be like naked without it at this point. Like it's, it's almost like a part of me at this point where I don't know if like a huge offer, like I, I, it would be hard to say no, but I think I would be able to do it pretty What does pretty your, fast. 
on that note of like family and family heirloom, what does your family think now? Yeah, now you it's like left the van and you have this crazy company, whatever. Like, yeah, now like, I gotta feel like, like oh, can I come and work up. for you. Like, I need an intern. <laughs> yeah, and then like I'm giving like thousand dollar birthday presents, and it's like, like, why did you do that? Because like, we made. <laughs> so, like, I want to take care of all you. Like, it's all. That's why I did all this. Like, I, I that's that's always been my goal. Like, I, I've never been like a person that like wants it all for myself and go sit on a like my castle or something. Like, I want to take care of everyone that I like and and, and just spread the wealth. Basically, like, that's. That's always been the goal. I've, I've always wanted to get my mom retired and get everyone I know to just, it kind of goes back to like watching Entourage when you're growing up. You just like want to take care of like your group and just have fun basically. And take care of your people. Huh? Yeah. I and mean, that, that's kind of what it comes back to, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you, I think, um, so no Lamborghini purchase for the van no. company, but perhaps, <laughs> I want to get one of those, uh, perhaps a designer van. Yeah. I think I want to deck out a sprinter, but, uh, you should deck out a sprinter and like parade, like in Miami, they have, uh, like the Miami Vice smoke shop mobile vans. And oh, yeah. And you can buy like the fucking fake weed and vapes and all this <laughs> yeah. shit. You should get one of those and San pimp Diego it as a perfect spot. And pimp too. it out and just whip the van around, giving out fresh tallow to the streets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's, uh, and then like have like a, like kind of live in my office slash van. So like still have a home base kind of, but not, and then have like a way sweeter van just to set up. So where, because you were, you were in the van when you started the company. Right. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I wasn't actually. Oh, you 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 left yeah, before. I just had the Twitter account then, and then I was like done with it. Okay, then, gotcha. Yeah. Because I was my question was gonna be like, where did you start making it if you were living? Oh in yeah, there, it was but. just my. I was actually living in my buddy's house, and uh, I was like broke. I had like because I I had uh, I lost my job in COVID. I like, couldn't find another one. Like my unemployment like never came through for like a year. I'm just waiting for this, like draining my savings, and then it finally came, and I got like twenty k from the government in one day, and then just. Like, Threw it all in crypto, doubled it, and then I was like, "Oh, Trump fuck. bucks!" Yeah, like Trump this, bucks came in. It was just, yeah, it was ridiculous getting these, like, yeah. And then, uh, like, from there, I didn't even need the money to start the business. And I always kind of thought, like, I need 10k to start a business. Like, I need. You always think like that magic number, like that you need to finally start doing something, to finally start paying for ads. And then it turns out like I needed like 500 dollars to start it, and I could have started it like a year yeah. ago. But it, I just, it was like the mental. It was almost like a mental lift when I had the cash in my bank, so I wasn't anxious about it anymore. And then, uh, yeah, then it was like freedom from there. That's a huge thing, though, that I think it definitely hamstrung me for the first year after I dropped out to like actually do something and do it well. Was it just like this place of you you can't build something right if you need it right now? Yeah. You just can't. Because you no. can't look at a lifetime value. Then you're just, you don't want to yeah, refund yeah. that customer that had a bad experience because you want that money right now. Because you need it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's something that is like I. I think I would have gotten places a lot further if I would have, you know, just kept, I mean, I, I did work for other people, but, um, I don't know. I would always recommend like even looking back on it now, like if I could talk to my 19 year old self that wanted to do all these kinds of things, like probably would have been better off staying in college and not having to, I mean, I fucked the school aspect, but just in terms of like, I didn't have to pay rent on my own yeah. when I had then no you have money. all this free time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot of free time. I could have launch padded it. I think that's something that really helped you, Nick, and get to uh, where. 100% because I dropped out and then I went and got a job selling cars. I, everyone knows this. I watched yeah, this, yeah. right? But I, I did that and I, I lived with my parents for, you know, another two years and just basically stacked cash and tried to build the internet business while I was, while I was doing it. And it gave me like a launch pad. Like I had investments lined up, you know, stocks, crypto, everything. And I, I did catch a lot of the, the crypto run up of, you know, 21. Because I, I was buying it since 2018 just because I was working yeah. at the job. And I, just, I, didn't have, that, yeah. I didn't have anything to spend it on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So other than a car bill and, and food and whatever and contributing around the, the house and stuff. And then, you know, I finally decided to, to move out. And that was a big – that was another big shift, right? But it was definitely a really good launch pad for me and put me on a really good trajectory. And, you know, on one hand, I wish I – didn't stay as long as I did because I think I could have grown a lot more as in a college. No, uh, w with my parents. Yeah. Right after I dropped out because I dropped out for two months. Yeah. So I, on one hand, I wish I probably left their house a little bit sooner because that pressure I feel like would have been better. I would have worked a little bit harder. I would have learned a little bit more, grown as like a you don't man. Come running back. Being yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. I would have grown as a man a little bit more, but like sooner. But at the same time, it gave me that launch pad, and and like I've still had that growth over the past like year or two. So 
it's all worked out. But yeah, and people see like stories like you drop out and you gotta have the immediate success, or you like don't live with your parents, or it's gonna ruin your what, life. What I'll like, say this: I think no if you're gonna way. if you're gonna make it and you're a person capable of making it, you're gonna make it regardless whether yeah. you stay or, or not. Yeah, it um, might just kind of five years, it might take you two. It might take yeah, you just kind of like the situation that you're in, like make the decision that's best for you. But if you're a person capable and worthy and deserve to make it, you're going to make it. Yeah, in my opinion, it's really just not like just produce something for like a long enough time and then you. Be, only like one percent of people, I think, ever produce anything. Like they try, yeah. so that's what becomes the one percent, basically. When you when you quit your job and like we're doing that, was that your mindset? Like, because that's kind of that was kind of my mindset when I dropped out and moved to Florida. It was just like that. My thought process was like, okay, like I knew there was stuff happening on the internet, and I knew I was a smart kid that could probably make something happen. And I had work ethic, whatever, and I just literally looked at it like, you know what? I'm twenty. Like, I will literally take shots and fail for the next 10 years, if that's what it takes, at the off chance that I could go and make something work. Because to me, that's worth it. And if I want to go back and kind of revert to, it's, it's always going to be there. Like, yeah. to me, the, the, the risky option is never trying. hundred percent. Then you have especially, to watch your friends sort of like have, have jobs kind of lap you almost in yeah. the beginning. Especially yeah. when we're young, too, because... These are the years, like, dude, you can always go back to college at 25. Yeah. If, if that's the thing. But, like, these are the years we have the most energy. We are the most, in my opinion, like, curious. Yeah. You know, we, we wanted to go and discover things. Most energy. And we're, we're still kind of, like, growing and discovering who we you are. You got but no miles you, to feed Yeah, once you, you most yours. people, once they get to, like, 30, they kind of, like, they're set of, like, their direction in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the decisions we make right now, even though we're young, is, like, what kind of determines what's going on by, by 30 I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't know how old you are. But. I'm thirty one. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it took me a long time. Like I had like great success at like twenty five, but it never translated to cash. And then like I took out like a hundred grand in credit card debt to float the business. That never got paid That's back. Crazy. So like that that was kind of what I tweeted about too. Just how like the whole financial system is like a scam too. Yeah. I just never paid it back. I never paid off the credit card. Still haven't paid them. And they <laughs> they still they'll they'll mail me like, all right, you owe one hundred and five thousand. How about ten? I'm just like no. How about five? No. <laughs> How about two? And I'm just like, no. Like, you're not going to do anything. So why would I pay you a dime? And, like, the way it works is they take this 100K debt and they sell it for 10K to another bank. And that bank sells it for 1K. So now they have it for one cent on the dollar. So if I give them $2,000, they double their money. So I, like, know the game now from the back. And then I'm thinking, like, my family's still like, you're never going to be able to buy a house. You're never going to be able to buy a car. So is your credit just, like, messed up? It got crushed. Like, it was, like, 400 or whatever, the, like, the lowest thing is. And then uh, now it's, like, 690 or something. Like, they welcome you back. As soon as you start <laughs> making money. Come back to the casino, They buddy. always welcome you back. Like, it's, it's unreal. Like, That's I got, super fun. I was able to get a credit card, like, when it was, like, at its worst. I got, like, a $300 limit on my credit card. And I was making, like, six figures. I was like, all right, I'm going to pay this credit card off 50 times in a month. And then they just raise it and they raise it and they raise it and they just they never want you out of that system because they want they want to know what you're doing they want to know what you're buying like they want you to have credit cards like they, really they want like, your debt they, yeah, yeah. And they want you in debt like they, we, oh, like they we want can, everybody in debt we can talk about like all of the you know the inner workings or the actual like deep health stuff or we can talk about these like business tactics or whatever but to me that's like I feel like all three of us and a lot of the people that we know that is the thing it's like. People just recognize that the fucking modern world is a scam in every way. Uh-huh. Like, and these rules, you could break them. And, like, you're not going to go to jail. If you, yeah. if you go broke, you just file for bankruptcy. And everyone you owe like, has nothing to say. Like, you don't, you don't have, even have to file for bankruptcy. You don't have to do what they want you to do. Yeah, ever. Not at like, all. Ever. Yeah, it's like, oh, I had to wear a mask. Like, did you? You could have just stayed home or you could have done something else. You have to drive the speed limit is my favorite one. Yeah. I hate driving the <laughs> My speed favorite limit. is when Bruce posted his, like, red light uh, on Twitter. He posted, like, 100 red light camera things. <laughs> I was like, that's just like, if, if I had like, I think I just need to start doing that. Like, I've, I've ran a couple since then. I'm just like, this feels better. This feels good. Like, I like going left on red sometimes. Yeah. Yield, yield until, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go. Nobody's around here. Like, I, I think I could make the call here and make a left. Yeah, it's just, we're you not. You can always tell, like, sorry, like, I interrupted, but no, you can always tell, it. like, the there's no one coming. Let's, let's say we're in Miami. We're waiting at a crosswalk. There's no cars coming. And someone's still there pressing the button. Just waiting. Waiting. You know exactly how they think in life. You know exactly yeah. who they voted for. If they're sitting there waiting to press the button, yeah. there's no one coming. Dude, just walk across the street like you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you just know who they voted for. It's Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, 
once we're, you're in that paradigm, all the things kind of like fit in that same. The paradigm. veil, the veil unravels, and you just see how life is supposed to be, and we're supposed to just be free and not give a fuck and do whatever we want and mm-hmm. be good people. Really, like. yeah, it really <laughs> comes down to like intentions and like I think like karma should rule all almost. Isn't it so funny? You say good people, right? Just be good people, whatever, and like break the rules, kind of. But the people that don't and the people that live within the system view us as absolute like monsters. Yeah, Yeah. menaces, yeah. (laughs) Well, I kind of am a menace. But But some of the rules are just made to like for somebody to just tell you what to do and they get like get off on that or something. It's like Mm -hmm. this rule is meaningless. People people will follow the, the random arbitrary government laws. And then, like, treat their family like shit or have a horrible relationship <laughs> yeah, with their family. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. I think uh, we've been recording for a while. Um, I, don't, I don't know the exact time, but what – if you had, like, a lesson out of everything you've learned, because your, your experience and your story is really unique, what would that lesson be to share with the audience of the associates? I think you got to be, like – remove your fear of judgment basically like that's kind of what the judgment from others yeah like the internet like when you put your face out there for the first time or like i would post like guitar videos or something like the first time i did that like i was terrified like people are gonna think i'm like like an idiot or something like you just like you just have to remove the fear of judgment like living in a van going to family parties and like just just putting yourself out there basically you you know once you do it you know people are gonna hate on you and like you know some people are just gonna be haters and then you realize like some people are get closer to you and they become more into what you're doing and, and you sort of get your crowd and then the rest of them like fuck the rest of them like it doesn't matter like there's so many people it's it's sort of like abundance versus scarcity it's like do you want to please everybody and if you want to please everybody you're never going to put yourself out there because you can't like you you just have to be okay with being embarrassed like that's that's really what i think is huge i think just uh I would say yeah. on that note, like on the pleasing everybody note, I think polarization is a really important. Yeah, factor, that's how you get people, especially to building angels. a brand. You know, because like, even though your brand to me isn't polarizing, just because like it's dope. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's great, but to the average person that is a fluoride consumer, yeah, you know, they'll <laughs> they will they'll be like, oh my god, like what is this? Like why is There's blah so blah blah? Why is Colgate bad? I love reason. Colgate. Da 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 da. Yeah. You know, um. So I think like even. In your sense, that that's well, an no, important there's, lesson. There's probably people that hate the Van Man Company. Yeah, well, this goes against the American Dental Association. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you can take a fucking lap. Yeah, and they probably got all their wisdom teeth removed. And it's, <laughs> it's just like probably well, cavities and it's, all that. It's, it was almost like a. It's just a snowball where like you almost become a schizo because you're like everything is that they ever told us is is incorrect. Like every mm-hmm. single thing. Like the, even the wisdom teeth thing. Like they grow in like sideways. By naturally, but then they'll give you this x-ray that shows you, like, oh, they're impacting. Like, your body is going to put them right where they need to be. Yeah. It's, and then it's actually fine. been super interesting. I have all of mine now. Yeah, same. And each one that's grown in, like, hey, dude, it's been really kind of quasi-spiritual. Like, well, the first one grew in, and it hurt, like, hell for a while. But then it, like, kind of adjusted in. Yeah. And I, it, I don't know, man. It was, like... I feel like it opened up my awareness to like understanding like really how impactful breathing is and has helped that a ton and just like faces developed somewhat. And well, there's so a- many hidden secrets in the names of things and like mm-hmm. wisdom teeth, mm-hmm. like they're called wisdom teeth. Yeah. I had two of mine removed. And yeah. I, I, I was not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I was, Get him off I was the younger. Pod. I was younger when that happened. So I didn't really realize. Yeah. I wish that, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah. But I mean like, yeah, it's not going to like kill you or anything, but yeah. It's just, that's just another thing that they lie to you about. Like they say like, once you get a cavity, there's no going back. You got to fill it with this shit. Like people are remineralizing their teeth. Like enamel, like enamel doesn't grow back. Never. Like if you cut your arm open, your skin grows back. Like why wouldn't your enamel grow back? It's a part of your body. The human body, I've said it like a bunch of times, especially recently, like everything in the human body is malleable. Yeah. Everything. Everything. You can change pretty much anything about yourself. Seriously. Like I've seen, uh. I don't even like like random and I don't know how much validity there is, but I've seen people on Twitter posting about like, oh, I've been doing this and I got a little taller. (laughs) Tall maxing. (laughs) Tall maxing. Yeah. But I think that, you know, bringing it kind of full circle too and talking about your last point, like I think that all of these lies are designed so that like it's set up so that you don't ever kind of really step into who you are Mm. shamelessly and just rep that because that's just, 
it's bad for business in terms if you are you know clorox it's horrible for business if you start thinking about what you're consuming because yeah. either they have to use better stuff which cuts their margin or they just lose the customer entirely and it's it's bad for control from these government systems which again kind of ties back into profit but if everybody was like really open and able to share who they are and what they believe in and just rep that and be cool with it and really like just love themselves and we have that on the internet yeah, but I think the, the I think the judgment it's factor so plays a really important role in like that not getting out because people will be interested in something but they will never talk about it for fear of their friends or their family saying something yeah. to them or about them that's negative and hurts them. Yeah, yeah, people are so scared to say like what they truly think. I think in their own close knit, and then you find people on the internet who think the same, or you find things that you start to agree with. We and all then, just encourage each other to be more radical yeah, every day. And then yeah, and then it's like more momentum on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's huge, though. But, yeah, the, I mean, Twitter, I think, is, like, just, like, the most profound thing, like, by just just microblogging, like, getting short ideas out. And I don't know, like, even just at the invention of Twitter, like, they used it to, like, usurp, like, people in the Middle East. Like, people were using it on the ground, like, where we need to go. And just, like, then it just grew into, like, the shitposting thing. But... It's just, yeah, it's like, I always call it like the Library of Alexandria. Like, there's nothing you can't learn on there. Like, I love antidotal evidence, too, and that's where you go for, like, to find that on Twitter. If you want to find, like, what you should eat, find a bunch of healthy people who eat the same thing, and there you go. It's the hall of bro science. <laughs> yeah. Fucking undefeated. And it's undefeated, too. Like, Literally so years. much of indication at this yeah. point. Like, come on. The best thing was, like, the Canada guy when he talked about the whole progression of the masks and the vaccines and the... And then oh, he, the bodybuilder? Yeah. The Canadian bodybuilder? That was Chris great. Guy or something. I forget his name. Yeah. He, I think they banned him. Yeah, he's been probably banned off everything, but, like, he just called it shot for shot. Yeah, he's an oracle. Exactly. An correct. absolute oracle. And then they're going to walk you down again. And then you're, and then once you get the vaccine, you're going to still have to wear your mask. And then it's exactly right and we all knew it at the time too but like i don't know it's just i when that first happened it was like the first month or not not even the first month probably the first week or two i was like hmm this might be like i took like, it seriously this, for this a few might, days this yeah. might be like real like i don't i don't know what's going on and then i just saw the propaganda and i'm like dude come on like this is ridiculous dude, the whole like when it came the out, whole rollout when it came out unofficially <laughs> this was i was living in boca then and this is like spring break time so i'm down like Two, three nights a week partying, <laughs> just like mingling with the whole Fort Lauderdale spring break crowd. I was like, well, if this is like, if this is it, then it's over for me. I'm, I'm a goner because <laughs> yeah. I've been heavy yeah. mingling the past month. Yeah, it took like two days and then I started reading on Twitter, like just all this different stuff that doesn't add up. And then you just realize like it's just another scam. Yeah, especially after the first month to me, it was like confirmed that this is not adding up. And then I just look around me and everyone is just scared and freaking out. Nobody's dying. And I'm like, like nobody. I'm like, dude. Where are the dead bodies? I, yeah, like, I, knew, the bodies it was, I knew it was a total scam, really a total scam after the, uh, like the big riots that summer. Yeah. And they just let and them they didn't say And anything. it's like, no, you can't, sorry, buddy, you can't step outside or go to the grocery you store. You can't go to your like, grandma's funeral. Or something. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can, can't go to your grandma's funeral. But like, yeah. eh, 200 people, 200,000 people rioting in LA, <laughs> that's fine, whatever. What were those riots even about? I forget about that. BLM. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, I think I drove like typical. A month after uh, started. I drove to Florida and just drove back up the coast with the van. That was like the first time I actually like, took a trip with sweet. the van. Yeah, it was nice. Like everybody in Florida and like South Carolina, they're all in the bars. Like they're packed. And like oh, yeah. everybody in the Midwest and like everybody else is. Just, yeah, I was in New York. I was still living in New York oh, with family at that time, and it was dude. Like everything is like closed. You can't go in the grocery store without a mask. Everyone in their cars with masks. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just not going. Like, yes, I'm I just, I'll order the food, whatever, because I can't deal with these idiots. Yeah. Just like, oh my god. I remember going to uh, Best Buy. I had to, I had to buy something. I had to buy like a camera or something that I was working on, and of course you need to wear a mask in Best Buy in New York after eight months of this thing where <laughs> nobody dies, and uh, I had the mask like. Here, like just over my mouth. Oh, yeah. Like not. It was honestly probably like here. It was like barely covering my nose, right? But like my nostrils were kind of covered, whatever, because yeah. they were like freaking out. And some guy in there almost like tried to fight me to put my mask on, and he was just like, he wasn't. He was a customer, and he was like next yeah. to the the employees customer. there, and I'm I'm like in line. He's like, you need to put your mask on. I'm like, dude, my mask is on. It's fine. <laughs> it's and he good. just kept like saying it, and I he didn't really get like too aggressive, but. It was pretty clear that he was like pissed off and angry, and the, and the the Best Buy employees were like, "Yo, like what, what's going on here?" Um, but just people, I it, there was a general consensus of people that were just angry, 
and mad if you didn't follow the rules that the the government like, yeah. set forth. But then you look at the people in government, and they never were. Uh, they're not doing any like. Fauci's up there. Oh yeah, masks actually don't work. And then six weeks later, he's like, "Yeah, everyone needs to wear a mask." Yeah. So, so any wh- sort of pattern which one recognition, is it, dude? You and out. if you if you're like smart enough and you like actually pay attention, you realize that it's all fake. Yeah. Like we were saying, like we've been lied to about everything, right? And there's there's very few people like us that kind of realize what was going on. And, and again, and to me, it, it and stems, it stems from like the health issue. Because yeah. if people understood how your immune system works, it's like you don't really fear that. I don't even think it's an, a full understanding of how the immune system works. I think it's a spiritual thing too. Like if you can just inst- – like it's an instinct. And you just intrinsically know that like the masks aren't going to do anything for me at this point. You know, See, me wearing a mask at the gym and breathing into a oh mask is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah, you're just like your whole body's on the sweaty. It, it hurts me way more than it helps me. Yeah, those things have like little plastics in there too. I feel like you're just inhaling and, and make sure you don't leave your house and get some sunshine because that <laughs> yeah. would be drastically harmful. Yeah. Yeah, can't talk to your neighbors either. I mean, I used to use sunscreen like because I'm like Irish. Like I would, I would burn. Like I would, like for years, I would use it, and like I never I, knew. Like yeah, just another thing. Like just this goop, and then it comes out. Like yeah, that stuff causes cancer. The sun's actually very good for you. It's like a total detox, and people are now like sunning their balls. <laughs> like it's. Just I saw I saw a video today of a guy that just dropped a. They're called sunballers, oh, and they're basically geez. like short shorts oh, with, with a zipper right here. So <laughs> you, can, you can zip open the flap and yeah. let the let the boys hang. My apartment's got a spot for it now. I'm like, uh, the energy is unreal. Like, I thought it was like a meme. Like, I didn't think it was a meme. Like, I knew it was something to it, but like, I didn't think it would be like so instant. Like, it's you know, it's, it's real because they 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 move. They start, yeah, they start fucking their little they start, orbs. They get their mind it's of their insane. own. They the don't sunshine. stop moving. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's the craziest thing. Like, they literally are just, like, gathering resources, basically. It's, like, it's fantastic. Just acquiring power. (laughs) Oh, man. I've done it a few times. Not, like, super consistently, but you can feel, like, the energy, too. The first time was insane. Just, like, a buildup, and then, like, it kind of goes up your spine. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's powerful. It's interesting. (laughs) Just back to the mask thing, though. I think, think like, the common theme on Twitter is, like, these people, like, never had anything to, like, make them feel strong, and then now they could finally enforce rules. Like, that's why they're so into it, because, like, they could be the heroes. They, they, like, they get power. And all they have to do is sit in their house and, like, not do anything. They get power out of telling on people. Yeah, telling on people and not doing anything. Like, not going out, which is, like, it's, yeah, that was exactly what it was. And then I just started to see all those people as the same. They just want that, that hero status for not doing anything. Motto here at the Associates is snitches get stitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't imagine being a civilian and yelling at another civilian and, to do something. And you know what? That's you know like what it is? You know what's all. interesting about it? They don't even realize they're doing it. It's like I feel like it's super, like subconscious. They're not like really aware of it. Yeah, like they know that they kind of like hate their job and they're unsatisfied in life and whatever. Just but they don't really out. know why, and they don't like know like what's causing it. And then they get that little semblance of power, and subconsciously it just kind of like takes over. And they, they get to have some control, but they don't really realize why they're doing it or how they're doing it or if they even are doing it. Yeah, I don't think most people contemplate their actions very frequently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like that prison experiment that they did a long time ago, like fake guards and fake prisoners. And, like, the prisoner prison guards, like, started getting, like, power hungry. And they started, like, beating the, pris- the fake prisoners. And it was, like, all just a fake experiment. So people are just, like, getting into it. Like, they really create like, – people just, like, in power corrupts yeah. all absolutely. I'm like, that's just, like, a – I think that's as true as it can get, it can be. Like people, once they start. So, are you building getting, the Van Man company for money or power? I want power, power <laughs> over these companies, <laughs> not not over people. When you have the power, that's the time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I, I think maybe like Van Man Junior might not be able to hold the the totem pole, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I think it'll be easy because like the internet now, it's it's not like you're not hiding in you're hiding in like you're in plain sight like yeah so everything you, is broadcast more accountable yeah and it's and, and people I, will call you out too and i think the path to like to having tons of money is to be like good like to have good customer service to like it like it actually leads to like better. actual transparency because then people yeah. start to trust you because yeah pe- trust like leads people to more are starting more. to realize that they've been lied to so much and I then when the and then when you yeah and then when yeah. you're super transparent and like this is what it is guys here's our product this is what's in it. We actually help people, blah, blah, blah. And then you refund people if they need a refund or stuff yeah. like that. 
it builds a lot of goodwill with customers. Yeah, like I just released that bison balm that's like a hundred, dollars, and uh, people are asking me like, why? Like, why is this so much? Like the ingredients. Like I, I tried to get the best possible ingredients I can get, but I tell people like my classic one is just as good, if not like the same. Like yeah. it's maybe a tiny bit better, but these are just the best ingredients on earth I could find. So like people are like, oh, like thank, like I, I have a both options. So I think just yeah, that transparency sort of like just just gets builds trust and then just treating people like they're your lifetime partners just yep. yeah builds yeah, more you trust get, you and can get leads to more success you can get so far ahead by literally just like not being a, dick, <laughs> a bag of dicks you know yeah. and like just treating people well and like i've always even like i've done things maybe wrong or fuck things up you know i'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but um i feel like i've gotten a lot of leeway by just being kind of open and honest and, and being who you are, being yeah. who I am and just like always trying to do my best to help. It's like, you don't have to, it doesn't take much to just like, you know, try to leave every person better than you found them. Yeah. And, and then you, people like, when you actually change over four to five years, like you change as a person, like people don't, people that don't make progress in their life are like, how could you trust Joe Rogan to tell you something about science? He's not a scientist, but he's interviewed more people than ever. He's like, it's sort of like people just don't, they think like your degree defines you your whole life. And then yeah. like you could learn things. You could be like whatever you want at 40 years old, 50 years old. Like you could become a whole different person and you could be like an expert on a topic without any degree. It's probably, I think it's a social proof thing too. Like, oh, you have a degree that's like stamped by a world-class university. Well, in my opinion, in my mind and like my reality, it is, that's a stamp of approval. Yeah. That's, that's the social proof. So you're, you're an expert. And a lot of those times, a lot of times people are just like medical, the medical field, for example, we talked about this the other day, Logan, and on one of our other pods, I don't know if that one got released or not, but no, it didn't. Um, like people in the medical field, they go to, they go to school and they get their degree, but they get their degree based on like the information that the school is teaching. Who writes and, the books? Is right. What I always who, say, it's like, yeah. who writes the books? Who, they don't actually have a full holistic understanding of no. how the body works or health in general. So are they really an expert if they're just following this one line of thinking? Probably an not. expert in the book that was written by right. whoever wants that information out there. Yeah. Right. Probably like that not. carnivore MD guy was like a big, big guy. He's got all these degrees now too, but like he said, he net in five years of school or eight years or whatever he had to do. He had not one nutrition class or maybe one nutrition yeah, class. I think it's like eight hours. Yeah. Out, like, of, out of nutrition, out of, which out is of like 200. Yeah. yeah. And the rest is like, like surgeries and organs. And it's just so fucked. Like how could you not spend more time on nutrition? And, uh, I remember seeing, and we'll, we'll start wrapping up here too, because Cam just gave me the circle the wagons motion. <laughs> um, but we, uh, I remember seeing like him on Dr. Oz and one of the like, Oh, he was on there. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Like stupid fucking Karen ladies was literally like, Oh, well you're a psychiatrist. How, how can you ever speak on nutrition? Psychiatrist? Or, yeah. Okay, okay. Psychiatrist. And he's like, how could you ever speak on nutrition? If you're a psychiatrist, that's not, that's not your degree. And it's like, how I can't make just look at the guy. Yeah, like, I can't make a correlation on things that I've researched and I'm interested in. And it's just that limiting belief like limits other people too. Like like they become an accountant. They're like I am an accountant, so they can't be a marketer. Mm -hmm. They can't do, like it's just you get in that box and you're in that box. And, and it's just a mental. Else. It's just like a mental. It's framework. a mental box. Yeah, yeah. And you just can't get out of it. But never let yourself in a box. I think that's And never good. call like what you do, never call yourself like what you do. Like never say like you're a accountant or you're like a You're not even you. You're your awareness that Yeah, and you're changing you. constantly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good place I think to wrap episode yes. 12 up of The Associates. Thank you so much, yeah, Van you. Man for coming on and bantering with Van the Man. fellas. Yes, <laughs> and all links for your your store. Throw them in the description, your Twitter. Yeah, Instagram, all that will be in the description of this. Um, Go buy some tooth powder if you're watching this. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great Maybe products. Maybe some tallow bomb. And um, <laughs> go follow us on TikTok and IG because that's like, that's where people are going to discover. So if you guys like our episodes, people are going to discover us more by you liking our short form content. So if you guys go could go do that, that would be amazing. Feed the album. And uh, I think that's how we leave episode 12. All right. Love it. See you guys.